guarantee to classify yes, as three letters. Cause our history guys, we got Eric, Ellie, who else? We got Brian, listen every time, you know it's gonna be some fire. Everybody certified, it's Pocket Rock, ain't tell no lies. You be my lose your mind, can only put this in your time. Welcome back to the Commanders Declassified Podcast. It is our favorite time of the year. It is Dallas week. Yes, that still means something to me. Hopefully it means a little something, something to you too. If you are not already, take a moment to subscribe, like, comment, leave a review, and tell your friends. Help spread the message. Commanders Declassified is the best in the business, and we love to be on your radios, your television, what else? Your phones, anything you got that you can listen to audio or watch videos. We want to be there. Um, help spread that word. Eric, how you doing on this fine Tuesday evening of Dallas week? I'm trying to get on people's VCR. <laughs> I said anywhere. <clears throat> they're, they're laser disc player. Yeah, we're good. It's Dallas week. Woohoo. This team is right. terrible. I'm having a hard time getting fired up. We'll oh. get to that. Those, yeah, we'll get to that. Hey, Brian, how you feeling on Dallas week? I feel great. I hate Dallas. Every week is a good week to hate Dallas. So I'm wonderful. Eric, give me your best Dallas game, Dallas week memory uh, for your Redskins, Washington football team commanders slash whatever. All right. I'll live. I'll give one of you guys the Santana Moss game. Cause I know that's going to be with somebody's um, I'm going to go. I believe it was 1992. It was the first Cowboys, first year the Cowboys won the Super Bowl in the 90s at RFK Stadium. We were down, and the Cowboys were coming out of their own end zone, and Troy Aikman fumbled in the end zone, and it got batted around. And then Emmett Smith did this, like, ridiculous somersault trying to do something, and he ended up just throwing the ball right to us, and we recovered it for a touchdown and ended up winning the game. It was the most ridiculous, like – it seriously should have been in, uh, investigated for point shaving. It was such a just an awful bonehead play by Emmett Smith, um, which I love. So uh, that's I'll get I'll take that one as as one of my personal favorites. Or the first uh, the first game I ever got to attend was a Dallas game, but we lost like thirty five to seven. So I don't really like that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, which yeah, go ahead. Okay, we'll keep it there. Brian, what's your Dallas memory of all time? Um, I'll, I'll leave the Santana one for you, uh, as well. Uh, I just really loved the, the end of the 2012 season. Um, I think it was, I think it was the last game of the year and, um, you know, RG three is, uh, his knees already, uh, an issue, but Tony Romo dropping back to pass and he's intercepted by Rob Jackson and Rob Jackson had filled in for Arabco that year, and he had like four interceptions. And I'm still convinced that Tony Romo sees Rob Jackson in his dreams because he came out of nowhere and intercepted that and just basically finished off that game uh, for us. So that was awesome uh, just to get that interception, just to just to kind of finish that game out. Um, that was uh, that was good, and I'll always remember Rob Jackson for the the handful of plays that he made here. That was a uh, primetime game too, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken, Sunday night. Yep, it was a, oh, yeah. one of the. I think it was the first season they did flex games, and it was actually flexed to Sunday night. Yeah, I think uh, Josh Morgan recovered like recovered a fumble or something like that too. That was pretty yeah. important in that game. 
Um, shoot, you guys left me a bunch. So I'm going to run through them fairly quickly. I have the game you're talking about behind me as my backdrop today, by the way, Brian. But wow, you um, it. Yeah, yeah. My my favorite, I think, uh, was the 2012 Thanksgiving game with RG3 because we just trounced the Cowboys that day and there was nothing they could do with us that week. I thought, I mean, look, we had kind of gone through some lean years in terms of being competitive and then it was kind of like, you had the whole rush of RG3 and the excitement, but then it was like, yo, we're taking it to the Cowboys, like off the bat, like, and everything was deep. Algic Robinson was going bananas. You know, you had the, the Thanksgiving backdrop to it too. And uh, that was just absolutely incredible. Um, the the Monday night game with Santana Moss has to be up there. I worked in uh, Springfield, Virginia at the time, and I stayed up late to watch that Monday night game. And most of that game was relatively boring. It was and then awful. those last couple of plays, yeah, it was. It was bad. And then those last couple of plays happened. And you're like, the first one happens, like, no way. That was cool, but we're still going to lose. The second one happened, and you're like, oh, my God. That was one of the all-time – all-time great game. Funny thing about that game. Sorry. The funny thing about that game is I was watching it and I was just pissed off the entire game. I was like, this is I was so mad at the TV. My wife was like, why don't you just go to bed? I'm like, they might come back. She's like, are they are they gonna? And I'm like, no. And then they ended up doing it. So I got to say, yeah, see, they came back. If I had gone to bed, they, they wouldn't have come back. Yeah. See, you're you're the reason they won that game. Exactly, because I stayed up. And uh the the last one I think I'm gonna um recall is the one with uh chris cooley i think he had a bananas game i think it was a game late week 17 something yeah oh five yeah yeah late late in the season to make the playoffs we had to beat dallas and i think cooley went bananas that game and um i remember i went to go get some food at halftime but i missed something i was i had my whole family over my apartment at that time it was such a good time it was such a good yeah he had a right at the end of the first half he had this catch it was like a little out route and he just kept running yeah. And I was like, no, go out of bounds, idiot. And then he just kept running all the way to the end zone. I was like, oh, never mind. I don't know anything. <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah. listen to me. It was the yeah, second that... time they played no five because the first one was the Moss game. Yes. They yeah. won like 35 to seven that one. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh, man. I, that was amazing. And, you know, if, by the way, leave your uh, Dallas memories in the comments so we can reflect on those two for everybody listening or watching. I, You know what? It's, it's always – more exciting when we're good and we're playing Dallas and we have a chance to beat them down. Um, so let's let's start here because it is Dallas week and we're taking on the Cowboys. The Cowboys just scratched out a win against the Giants on Monday night, so they are on a short week. Um, you know they they have a backup quarterback. Yes, there's rumors that Dak could play. I think they've said he's not going to. Um, and they have a couple of things that I think they could be very successful with, and a couple of things that we could do to be successful. Brian, I'm going to start with you, sir. Um, let's see how you think that our offense is going to attack the Dallas defense. So how I think there's there's two things here, how our offense should attack them and how our offense will attack them. Uh, we should attack them on the ground, running up the middle and moving the pocket uh, on pass plays. Dallas has really, really good edge rushers. Demarcus Lawrence is still there. Micah Parsons is a monster, and he's off to a really, really good start. Dorrance Armstrong Jr. is another pass rusher, edge rusher that they have who can get after the quarterback. Uh, but they have a very, very strong pass rush, actually to the tune of um, 
through three weeks, they are leading the NFL in sacks. They have 13. And kind of for uh, for reference, we gave up nine sacks last week uh, to the Eagles. So those two numbers don't go together. Those two stats are not good. Um, so we really need to be careful. If we are going to call a uh, deeper developing routes, if we're going to call five and seven step drops, we will be playing right into Dallas's hands uh, with their edge rushers. Demarcus Lawrence will be doing that thing uh, where he's like rolling on the ground with uh, Heineke uh, after he stacked him. Um, so we, we want to stay away from that. So we want to move the pocket with Carson. Uh, we want to get the ball out quickly, three-step drops, get the ball to Curtis, get the ball to J.D. McKissick, to Gibson, to uh, Logan Thomas, to those guys. Uh, and then maybe we can set something up for Jahan and Terry down the field uh, later on. But use Jonathan Williams in between the tackles. Um, their two defensive tackles are very average. Uh, they're not that great. Their, their strength lies on the edges. They have great edge rushers. So we want to stay away from those guys uh, as much as possible. Don't get cute. Don't try to run sideways. Uh, don't try to uh, use Curtis Samuel. Please don't run with Curtis Samuel. That is not going to work this week uh, against Dallas. Um, uh, but that's that's how we should attack them. Um, how we probably will uh, is what we've seen the past three weeks, which is um, we're, we're going to run sideways and we're going to look for that uh, deeper developing pass play. So Carson's going to hold on to it uh, and he's going to get hit. Um, so it's, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see exactly what, uh, what they do if they stick to what we've been seeing, which is, um, you know, not a whole lot of variation. And let me ask you guys this, this is something I, I've kind of noticed, um, the, through this three years here so far with Scott Turner is he doesn't game plan defensive stars on the other team. If you think back to the first game against the Chargers last year, uh, Bosa, we let Bosa run free. Um, Micah Parsons, you know, twice last year, we were, uh, let him run free this year. Trayvon Walker, number one pick, no consideration given to him. Aiden Hutchinson, three sacks in the first half, no consideration given to him. The Eagles pass rush, like, you know, we, we, you know, it seems like Scott Turner just doesn't kind of, um, you know, try to game plan the other team's, uh, best defensive weapon. We just kind of let it abuse us for four quarters. So, um, that's, that's what I believe is going to, uh, to, to happen, uh, there and how, uh, Dallas is going to try to get after us. Yeah, a couple things on Dallas's defense. They uh, they will let you complete the ball. I think they let you complete about sixty two percent of the passes, but they keep them short and they yeah. keep them in front of you. So we're going to have to now look. Think about what we tried to do last week when everything was down the field, right? Dallas has given up the second shortest yard per completion in the NFL. So our deep passing game, we need to be selective with. And we need to be smart about, right? So to not run ourselves into trouble. The other thing is Dallas is not that great against the run. They're giving up 4.9 yards per carry. Um, but we have to have an OC that wants to commit to winning the game on the ground. So, yeah, all excellent points there, Brian. And I think you're 100% correct. We just, This is a game you have to be patient, right? Because you're going to look at Dallas's offense, which we'll talk about in a minute, and think, oh, if we get out ahead of them, they're out of the game because that offense can't move the ball. And then you kind of start doing things in an uncharacteristic way, which puts you behind the eight ball. you got to commit to the game plan. That game plan should be move the ball on the ground, move the ball on the ground. They got cornerbacks that want to jump routes and, and you know, you got to, you got to get those guys hungry. They got to be starving for a pass to come their way. Then you hit them with a double move and they're completely exposed and you can get behind those guys. I hope we have the patience to do that. All right. Uh, Let's 
pay the bills. Eric, do you want to do the sponsor read? And I'm going to try to get you some music to go along with this. So if this is not great. Are you Eric, kidding me? I get to yeah, I get to yeah. rap. This is yeah. uh this is the closest thing I've ever been. Oh, what well, I'm, yeah. I'm glad I'm e-rizzled this week. I didn't realize I'm doing the, the Manscaped shuffle. Support for the Commander's Declassified podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in below-the-waist grooming. Ball security has been a problem this year for the Commanders. It will not be a problem for you if you go with Manscaped. The products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate in men's hygiene bundles. Join over 6 million men worldwide. We trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code CDP11. CDP11, Commander's Declassified Podcast 1-1. All right, it doesn't matter if you want to take a little off the top. Maybe you want a high top fade. Maybe you want to be hair free from neck to knee. It does not matter. We got you covered with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear, Nose, and Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, and Performance Boxer Briefs with a travel bag to hold it all together for you. The Lawnmower 4.0 is the trimmer, is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. The fourth generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It works. I can vouch. Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a bright LED spotlight for a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor or make the mess on the bathroom floor. Who cares? It's your trimmer, your balls. You do what you want in your bathroom unless you're married. They don't do that. You thought it, you thought all that was good. Take your grooming game to the next to the next level with the weed whacker, ear, nose, and hair trimmer. It's uh, it's a waterproof as well. It provides proprietary skin safe technology, helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate areas. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Get it smelling nice down there. No more swamp ass. Trust me when I say this, fella. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in a couple of free gifts in the Performance Package 4.0. Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The boxers are super comfortable. I wore them yesterday. They bring comforts to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CDP11. Commanders D Classified Podcast 11. The end. I will save. I will uh, send me that music so I can uh, get my get my flow going next week. Yeah. I was taken off guard this week. What, like middle, what middle school dance did you steal that music from? <laughs> oh, come on, man. Where, yeah. where, where'd you get that one? Hey, it's like the five fingers of death freestyle. You got to be ready for any beat I put on. You did a nice job. That is true. Excellent, excellent read. That is true. As a true MC, you got to. Oh, be there ready. goes Rabbit. <laughs> uh, one final thing on the defense of the Cowboys Trayvon Diggs is their premier corner. He is currently rated a 54.9 at PFF, which means we can attack the guy. We just have to do it in the right way. And you cannot make a mistake where you're placing the ball because he will feast on that. But in general, he's not that good of a cover guy. We can beat that guy. I feel good about that. All right. Let's talk about how Dallas's offense is going to come at our our defense. You want to call it that? Do we have a defense or we just kind of have some 11 dudes out there running around? Anyway, listen, they are going to start Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is six foot three, 230 pounds. He's a big dude. He does not get sacked a lot. 
okay? He doesn't turn the ball over a lot, so we can't count on that. Not that we're getting turnovers anyway, but we're going to have to play intelligent defense this week. One thing that Cooper Rush had on the scouting report coming out of school was that he is an incredibly brilliant guy. He is really, really smart, but he is an overthinker, okay? If you give him complex defensive schemes, he's going to overthink what he sees. He's going to make a mistake. In college, he threw a lot of interceptions. That translates to the NFL, the guy who throws a lot of interceptions. He just hasn't yet. Maybe he's due. I'm not a big believer in the due theory, but maybe it's time, right? But, look, Cooper Rush is not an elite quarterback by any stretch. I think he's only averaging about 220 yards a game passing in his starts this year. But he does know that offense inside and out. And we had a guy last year that did the same here in Washington named Taylor Heineke who knew the offense inside and out. It's a significant advantage for you because you know where to go with the ball before the play even develops. And he takes full advantage of that. If you watch him on Monday night, he had some nice throws. He does not have a particularly strong arm. It is strong enough, but it is not a cannon by any stretch. Guys, we can attack this guy. We should not be concerned about Cooper Rush, but our cornerback situation is not all that great. So guess what? Cooper Rush is probably going to get some throws in on us that he normally wouldn't otherwise. That's okay because what you have to live with is you're going to accept some throws from the backup quarterback but not give up the big plays. That's what we cannot do, okay? If Dallas doesn't score in big plays, Dallas has issues scoring with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Don't make it easy on them and blow coverages, okay? Don't do stupid things to get these guys in advantage that they don't have organically. Pass rush is going to be important. Cooper Rush does not run the ball much. He is not really much of a runner. He's not an athletic threat. Discipline in your rush lanes. Guys, look out for the run. They run the ball really effectively with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard is by definition, I guess, the, the second team back, but he's the first team back. Tony Pollard gets the carries that matter. Ezekiel Elliott will start the game, and then he will relinquish to Tony Pollard, and then he'll come in in the red zone, short yardage situations. But trust me when I tell you, Tony Pollard is the running back to worry about in this matchup. Now, their tight end situation, they have some injuries there too. Even if they were healthy, I wouldn't be all that concerned about their tight ends. They got a couple guys, but they're guys. I don't think they're all that much better than what we have. Now, CeeDee Lamb, did you see that horrible drop he had on Monday Night Football? Okay, he had drop issues in the past too. I, you know, not considerable, but he had some drop issues. You can't rely on that, though. Just play good coverage. CeeDee Lamb is going to beat you uh, on a couple of routes a couple of times a game. It's just going to happen. He's a really good athletic receiver. But keep him in front of you, please. What you want to do with the Cowboys is always make them play another down because that next down is an opportunity for a mistake. You don't want them to have just a few play drives where they're scoring touchdowns. They're not that kind of a team. The problem is we're that kind of defense. So it's kind of like, what's that saying, Eric? The uh, the movable object versus the resistible, resistible force. force. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of situation with their offense versus our defense, right? I, what I want to see is us just play sound, smart defense. Okay, um, look, William Jackson hadn't been great. Benjamin St. Juice is playing much better. Let's give him credit. Fuller is having an awful year. Our safeties. We had some mistakes last game between McCain and uh, Curl. Curl's back. He played a little bit better. But, um, you know, we didn't play great as a secondary as a whole last week. Our linebackers, Jamin Davis, is stepping it up, especially with the pass rush. 
Cole Holcomb, you got to step it up there. I ha- I believe, okay, that our defensive line can be effective against the offensive line of the Cowboys. They have a decent offensive line. They have Jason Peters as a Cowboys, or excuse me, from the Eagles as their left tackle. I believe that they just recently signed. But I would I would I would take Montez Sweat versus Jason Peters right now with where Jason Peters is in his career. I think Peters was playing guard last night. What did he play guard? Okay. Yeah, I think he was playing wow. guard. Ah, well, he's trash. He's like 68 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, Deron Payne versus Jason Peters, uh, I'm taking Deron Payne all day. But the, the fact of the matter is, look, we have a few ways that we can beat these guys. Our issue is that we have not been consistent in any manner or mechanism on defense this year. And if we can just get a consistent effort from our defense, we should be okay. These guys struggle to score points at times. But it is going to be disastrous if we let them have big plays, which they can't generally manufacture on their own, and then they go up, you know, big time on us. If we get down 22 to nothing to this team at halftime, just shut your TV off because they don't deserve you to watch the game. That, that, that's how unconcerned I am about this Dallas offense. We should be able to be effective. It's going to start up front, and, and, and it's going to continue into the secondary. What can our secondary give us this week? They have, um, you know, they have a young receiver, uh, Noah Brown, I think it was, who was pretty effective on Monday night. You know about CeeDee Lamb. And they got a couple other guys that they mix in there. Cooper Rush is smart. He knows where to go with the ball. But listen to me. He is definitely a backup quarterback. Treat him like one. Play him like one. Make him look like one. That's it. Yeah, Ellie, to your point, uh, you've got to make Cooper Rush earn it. And you do that by playing uh, more man coverage on their receivers, playing up on their receivers, force him to make throws into tight windows. Because if we play in our typical soft zone coverage and we let him get completions and build confidence, that's not going to be good for anybody. So press those receivers, play more man coverage. We saw uh, we saw when we played uh, some man coverage against the Eagles, we were actually able to get off the field on third downs. So uh, do that, make him earn it, make him throw that uh, that football into a tight window and actually make those throws, which, you know, you're probably going to see that he can't do that. But if we if we back off the off their receivers and let him uh, get, you know, free, easy completions, that uh, that's not going to help anybody. Yeah, because he'll but, take some uh, free completions all day. Oh, good. Yeah. I really want to see William Jackson and Benjamin St. Juice on the outside in press man coverage and Kendall Fuller in the slot. Get get Kendall Fuller out of the outside. He's a zone cover corner. I don't know if they're playing more zone for his strength, for his benefit, but it doesn't, it, it's it's not working. Put him back in the slot where he can be super effective with those two guys, two big long corners on the outside. I don't think it's going to happen this week, but uh, you know, I would like to see that. Play the play your corners to their strength, which is press man and Kendall Fuller in the slot. Off my soapbox. Yeah. And you know Dallas watched that Eagles tape oh, yeah. and said, uh, we can get these guys deep. I, I can guarantee you CeeDee Lamb's going to try it early. They are yeah. going to try it early, testing our secondary deep. It's going to happen. We just have to be prepared for it, which we weren't last week whatsoever. All right, Eric, give us three ways to win and three ways to lose. As usual, I am a pessimist, so I will start with three ways to lose. Obviously, number one, it's been the, the it's going to be on the list all season until we stop doing it. That's we're going to lose if we keep giving up big plays. Uh, this is not a big play offense. They have the capability with Tony Pollard and with CD Lamb. They can break it. 
But uh, if you can limit big plays, like Ellie said, you can limit this offense. They're just not – they shouldn't be an explosive offense with, with Cooper Rush at quarterback. We lose if we don't protect Carson Wentz. And I, when by protect him, I mean protect him in pass protection, and I mean protect him with play calling. We need to eliminate the deep drops. We need to eliminate the long-developing plays. Their defensive pass rush is way too good. They've got 13 sacks on the year. They're going to double that if we play the way we did last week. We've got to protect Carson Wentz. And finally, yeah, we need to get in Cooper Rush's face. We need to get pressure, preferably with only like four rushers so that we can play something a little more complex on the back end and make him think. But if we can get pressure with four and drop seven into coverage, we can really do some damage against Cooper Rush. Now, four could be I want Jamin Davis to get in there and rush the passer, but he can do that and you can drop you can hold, you know, Montez Sweat or somebody back or, you know, somebody on the other side. But you, if you get pressure with the fewest players possible against this offensive line, which has struggled a little bit in the pass protection so far this year, uh, you know, Cooper Rush is able to get rid of the ball quickly thanks to his knowledge of the offense. And he's got a pretty quick release even if he doesn't have a cannon of an arm. But if you can get in his face, make him think, uh, you can you can, uh, you can, can win. But if you don't do that, this this is a, this game's a done deal. Now, how do we win? I think we get Carson Wentz into a rhythm. You have to get him into a rhythm early. Quick passes, quick drops, handoff, play action. Get the de- get the Dallas defense off balance and get Wentz just into a place where he gets a couple of easy completions, short passes. He has to know exactly where he's going with the ball and pull the trigger, unlike last week. Get him into a rhythm in the early in the game, and we can do some damage. That's going to help us do the next thing, uh, which is to start fast. If we get up on this Dallas offense, you have a really good chance of beating him because it's not a big play. It's not a comeback offense. If you can get up you know, two touchdowns early, you can really, you can really, really get – have a good chance to win because that takes me to my third point. We got to stop the run. There's this, uh, this offense is feeds on the run, Tony Pollard and uh, Zeke Elliott. They almost split carries now in the game, in the games. Um, And Tony Pollard is a better running back at this point in his career by far than Zeke Elliott, but Zeke can still be effective. Uh, Make this, make them into a passing team. You stop the run, you get them in the third and longs, you, you get up early on them so that they, the run game becomes less of a factor. And that is how you beat this team. Could not agree more, man. Could not agree more. Um, Speaking of the run game, we have got to see more Jonathan Williams. I think Kevin Sheehan said that he expects him to be a bigger part of the offense. Look, I'm going to tell you, last week, Antonio Gibson, 3.2 yards per carry. Curtis Samuel, 4.3 yards per carry. J.D. McKissick, 2.7 yards per carry. Jonathan Williams, 6 yards a carry. He only had one carry. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> that? That carry was right up the middle too, and this yeah. is and that's how you attack this Dallas defense. Yeah. So we how you attack the Philly defense. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's Antonio true. Gibson is not a straight up the middle runner, unfortunately. No. Go back and look at your game film from Week One. That's what you do with Antonio Gibson. Yeah. That's how you get Carson Wentz into a rhythm. Do what you did early in in Week One. Don't right. do what you did against Philly and Detroit, which is suck for the first half. Right. Exactly. It's not that hard. Just don't suck. How hard is that? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Apparently, uh, we're struggling with it. Yeah. yeah. Brian, are there any matchups that concern you on either side of the ball? Um, yeah. It, it uh, So uh, offensively for us is having a plan for Micah Parsons. Uh, the two games we played against him last year, he did just about whatever he wanted uh, to us. Any kind of star defensive player – we never have a plan for. We let them walk all over us, 
flip over us, roll on the ground, make fun of us, like, and just bully us. It, it, we can't do that. We have to have a plan. If Micah Parsons is lining up on the right side, then we, we need to have the tackle and the tight end uh, there to block. We've got to come up with something. It can't just be, oh, well, he's a great player. He's going to make a play. No, you have to have a plan for these guys because otherwise they wreck your entire game plan, and then you can never try to score points or control the game at any point. You're always trying to play from behind. Um, so uh, that scares me a lot because we haven't seen plans for these types of players uh, from Scott Turner, and I'm just really afraid that uh, Sunday will be the same thing. There'll be no plan. He'll be lined up on like a running back, or um, we'll probably leave him unblocked, and uh, you know he'll just eat Carson up. So uh, that's to me that's the biggest matchup. If we can control that, um, then we have a shot to actually have an offense and pick up third downs. Yeah. No, I like that idea. I mean, we that's a must do. That is a must do. Eric, are there any matchups that concern concern you in particular? Uh yeah, their defense against our offense. Um, they basically do everything well that we do poorly. And that is just a terrifying concept. They rush the passer extremely well, and they have opportunistic corners that take the ball away. Uh, and that is pretty much we're our offense plays right into their hands. So uh, I am expecting a disaster this weekend. I'll be pleasantly surprised if there isn't one, but I just don't see I don't see a massive change in plans. Now, maybe when, in a couple of weeks when Brian Robinson comes back and, and maybe they commit to running the ball more, but I just don't know that they trust Jonathan Williams enough to give him the ball multiple yeah. times. I don't know why. He's, he's done nothing but produce every time he's been in, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I just think that we're going to trot out the same garbage we've been trotting out all season and it's going to get destroyed by a defense that is that is built to stop exactly what we do. Yeah. Um, matchups that concern me, Tony Pollard against Cole Holcomb in space and uh, any plays requiring effort from Cole Holcomb. That, that just concerns wow. me because mm. what we saw, in, we saw it last week against Philly. You saw it against Detroit. Cole Holcomb is better than what he's been playing this year. He needs to step it up. If he can step it up, that might be a game changer for us as well. But as of right now, based on what we saw against Philly, and don't talk to me about the 14 tackles because linebackers get tackles because of where they are. That just happens. You're chasing people in space, and you're chasing them down after they, you know, whatever, got big gains. He needs to be strong at the point of attack with that ball carrier, period. Tony Pollard is very electric. He will burn him in space if he's not careful. Um, Eric, just a just a quick note through three weeks, Roquan Smith is the leading tackler in the NFL. Just just in case anybody was wondering. Oh, you want another statistic? Eric Flowers is a free agent. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe maybe call that guy. Oh, I sign him. What sign him now? He'll Trey take a Turner is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Trey Turner needs to go back to the Dodgers. Because <laughs> he, hey. he, he's dodging defensive tackles right now. <laughs> Can we please call up Danny Johnson? I know we all on this podcast said Danny Johnson is going to find a way to stay on the roster. Okay, we're sorry, Danny Johnson. Call this guy up, man. No, call no. Let Trey Turner go. Why is he here? I'd rather have Danny Johnson at guard than Trey Turner right now. <laughs> like I, I've, I've, I was really surprised by uh, Trey Turner. Like every time I watch him, he's on his back. I'm like, that's not good if you're offensive lineman. You shouldn't be on your back that much. Yeah, no, he was, he was on his back like he was buying a new mattress and he wanted to try it out before he yeah. went over with it, man. Uh, Looked over cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> We need to call up Danny Johnson from the practice squad and put uh, Goose put in the guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm over that. All right, 
Eric, give me your outcome predictions and uh, score, please. Uh, my prediction is I'll have a bunch of window lickers who've never been to Dallas typing weed and boys in all caps on my timeline all week because we're not going to win. Uh, I, I got 20 to 7 Dallas. I just don't think our offense is going to put up points against them and they'll be able to do just enough to beat us. Wow. Uh, yeah, I got 20 to 7. I hate this. I hate that. I had this as a win early in the year, but it's just this team is not built to beat this defense. And please surprise me, Scott Turner, but I don't think you will. Okay. That, that hurts, man. 20 to 7? Dude, uh, I, don't, I don't know what else you expect. I'm, I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting your predictions. Hey, listen, guys. <laughs> if we beat Dallas, you're going to go to manscaped.com. Everybody listening, use code CDP11, and you're going to get yourself a package from Manscaped, okay? 20% off and free shipping. Brian, outcome, score, what do you got for Dallas week? Um. I had I had us going into this game three and zero, and this would have been our first loss of the season. So I had already picked this one um, when we did the schedule to be a loss. I'm picking it now to be a loss because <laughs> the things that we do don't match up very well with uh, Dallas. They do the things that we are really bad at. So um, I, I think they they get us. I think it's twenty five eighteen Dallas, and that that pains me to say it because I hate Dallas. Uh, but I just I, I I don't see any kind of change in our game plan, and if that's the case, uh, I mean we're 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 going to be shut out again in the first half. I'm sitting there trying to think about how we could get to 25 points. Like, how does that mathematically work? But uh, I guess it's possible. Yeah. Well, um, no, yeah, they're 25. We're 18. Like that's that's going to be the best we can do in the second. 22 half. to nothing at halftime, and then a field goal in the second half. Yeah. There you go. How do you get to 22, though? That's the question. All right, anyway. I don't know. Ask Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am going to be uh, the optimist here. Uh, look, Dallas is not great. They are opportunistic on defense. They are not great. They're not great on offense. And I think they played a bunch of teams that I think are very beatable. Um, they struggled with the New York Giants last night. And if you saw that Giants team, they weren't great, but what did the Giants do well? They ran the football well. Mm -hmm. Man, if only there was something we could do that the Giants – oh, we could run the football too, right? Uh, my guess is – and I'm going to take this quote from Ron Rivera for what it's worth with him saying he's been sitting in meetings all week with the coordinators and such. We are going to run the football. I believe it this week. This is a must-win game for us, if you ask me, because being one and three is not a good look. Um, I'm going to say we win. Uh, our offense gets back on track. We have a lot of talent at right receiver. We take advantage of it. We are going to win 27 to 13. Yes, 27 to 13. Wow. Right. Captain yes. Blowout up there. Yeah. yeah. I would like nothing more than that. That's going to happen. That would be great. That would be great to get this one and two uh, start uh, taste out of our mouths. Eric, do you see this as a must win? I mean, yeah. You, you're. I mean, you're going one and three and zero oh and two in the division this early in the season. That's big trouble. Yeah, that is no lie. Ron, Ron made it a must win when he said year three was a uh, big year. Right? He he wanted year three to be a leap. Um, for us to take a step forward. Well, uh, when you do that, that means all these games here early are 
uh, must wins because we typically, Ron's teams typically start out extremely slow, uh, much like we have, right? Falling down um, 22 nothing in halves, uh, the first halves of games. So we can't do that. If you want to take a big leap, uh, you know, having a four game win streak at the end of the year isn't going to do it. Um, so you've got to be good now, or you've got to at least win games early. So it's not as difficult when you get into that tougher part of the schedule at the end of the year. So, um, yeah, uh, this is uh, this is a must win division rival. Like, come on. Yeah, you've got to win these games. Yeah, I like it. I think we're going to do it. You, you both don't, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Eric, any final thoughts? Black uniforms this weekend making their debut. Ooh. Oh, really? Okay. We're about to go 0-1 in black. <laughs> Don't say that, man. <laughs> no. Uh, Brian, final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. Um, it, I, I hope you're right about Rivera sitting in these meetings. I know I saw a quote from him today that uh, that said this team's trying to find their identity. Man, it's it's year three. I don't want to hear about trying to find. You should have found it, and you should have be holding it up for everyone to see. Everyone should know what you are uh, at this point, whether it's a hard-nosed defensive team or whether it's a uh, run-first-centric uh, uh, offense or whether it's a uh, pass for – like, you should know by now. So they need to figure it out, and this would be a great game to find out who you are. If, it, if you are that tough-nosed uh, defense, let's, let's see it on Sunday. Yeah, that's a troubling quote because this team roster construction should be based on what our identity is. And that tells you that yeah. uh, maybe it wasn't. All right. Um, my final thoughts. This this is a game we absolutely have to have. We cannot afford to um, come out slow. What was that stat that was going around social media and I believe on radio? It may have been 106.7 or something like that, but uh, what was it, uh, 40% of Rivera's stats, he's been down by multiple touchdowns to start the game or something like that? Yeah, 40% um, of his games, that games, uh, yeah. he, they've been either shut out or down in the first half of games or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have that happen here. <laughs> Let's ball control, play smart for once. We can do it. We have the horses to do it if we want to, and we have to want to. And I think uh, Scott Turner may not have a choice. He's going to be forced into it. But we're going to take this game – and we're going to start igniting our fire, okay? Um, all right. Thank you for checking us out. We will have our live post game. Make sure you are tuned in for that. It is Dallas week. Beat Dallas. I don't like the black uniforms this week because the Dallas-Washington uh, rivalry is such a classic rivalry. It feels like we should be in more classic colors and uniforms for that. But nobody else cares about that but me. Uh, but, you know, whatever. I said it. So, all right. Lock in, subscribe, tell your friends to tell a friend, and we will catch you after the game right here live. Thank you for checking us out. All our friends overseas, peace, stay safe, be well. We are out of here.